Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Poetry Questions TPQ20, where we sit down with your favorite authors to talk about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. My name is Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. Hello, hello. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Good, man. Can you see me all right and hear me? All right? uh, I can hear you fine. I don't. I don't see you there. Oh, wait, uh, my, oh, there you are. Ah. Yes, I can see you and I can hear you. How are you doing today? Oh. Good, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Not too bad. Not too bad. This was a decent start to the week. I, I teach. So uh, we, I teach seventh grade and we uh, we started our smarter balance testing today. So, you know, that's always super exciting to to dig into state testing. So, but, uh, uh, I, I, I teach uh, 11th and 12th grade English and uh, we just got done our AP tests last week. And now I think Keystone in, in Pennsylvania, it's called Keystone testing. Yeah. That starts this week. So, you know, it's uh yeah, I, I did high school for the first about uh, 11 years. It's for the first 11 years I taught high school, uh, 11th and 12th grade uh, for English. And uh, these, uh, these last several in middle school have been, um, have been, uh, well, they've been middle schoolers are an interesting, uh, interesting group of kids, but yeah. I love them. It's just yeah. a very, uh, it's springtime right now. So it's really smelly in my classroom. Um, the boys haven't figured <laughs> out that, uh, that Axe no. body spray doesn't actually cover up the bad smell. It just enhances it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and the, uh-huh. uh, the, you know, the, I have a, I have the pleasure and sometimes terror of having a bathroom inside my portable in the classroom. And so I also um, get the, uh, you know, the, the hot boxing of perfumes um, inside Ooh. the bathroom before, before the girls and, and boys want to venture off to the next classes. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. What, what would you rather, would you rather middle school or high school now that you've taught both? Uh, high school. I do. I, I like middle school a lot. My, my wife taught middle school for, for a decade plus as well. And um, I really like the, uh, the conversational level of teaching juniors and seniors. I like the, uh, I like some of the curriculum just a little bit more. There's a little bit more freedom here and there to, to play around. And I don't know. I, uh, I, I like to think that um, middle schoolers uh, are just trying to figure out the type of, you know, the type of butthead they want to be when they, uh, <laughs> when they get a little older and into high school. Yeah, I guess by the time they're seniors, we already know what kind of butthead they're going to be. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Or maybe they're I... just... <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm no different, man. I I was, I was yeah. a terrible student it, all through middle 100%. school and high school. Me too. So, you know. Actually, I was I was a decent student, but I was my I was a butthead in my own way, you know. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, uh, weren't we all <laughs> right? <laughs> well, thank you so much for hopping on TPQ20 with me today. Um, I, it's an absolute honor to speak with you. I do. You are somebody who I, I truly do really enjoy your work. Um, so it's oh, a pleasure. You. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I got to talk to so many people and, and it's not often, yeah. 
and and while I like a lot of the stuff that comes through, it's not often that it's you know necessarily a poet that I've genuinely followed for a few years now and kind of watched you know watch what you put out. Um, and I really I I like the fact that you're here and I I'm looking forward to talking to yeah. you. Um, so Thanks we'll start off. Oh, absolutely. We'll start off like we always do. Uh, we always like to say that we know who you are, but our audience might be new to you. So if you were to give the bio that is not on the back of River Amen, uh, who would yeah. you say you are? Man, my name is Michael, and uh, I am a writer. I live I live along the Susquehanna River in Pennsylvania, and uh, I think that's kind of, that's where I draw my writing from is the river and also just this place in Pennsylvania. I also teach high school. That's an important part of me as a writer as well, um, and I ride a lot of bicycle lately to keep my head kind of sane. I've started riding bike again, and I spend a lot of time out in the woods um, and in those I don't want to say wild places because I think that word gets overused <laughs> a lot, but just, just, I love being out, out in the woods. I, as a teacher, I'm inside all day. So when I don't have to teach, I am, I leave the classroom, you know, and, and the world yes. kind of becomes that where I, you know, go out and hike and fish and kayak and all that kind of stuff. And it's very much part of my writing process, you know? So I also awesome. love music. Oh, yeah. okay. Also okay. So, so we'll definitely all the we'll stuff. <laughs> we'll definitely tread into that one in a minute, but if we uh, we go back a little bit, one of the things that I love about your work is that it is a it, it is calming. Um, there's a contemplative, pensive nature to it, um, and it gives you something to actually think about. I, I spoke with a, um, a Paisley Rickdale a few weeks ago about um, the idea of the th a thinking poet or a thinking poem, one that you write, and then five, ten, fifteen years later, you're still kind of getting something out of it. Um, yeah. every time you go back to it, you can revisit that. Um, sure. but I also literally didn't step foot in nature, nature until I was like 18. So like, I, I was never somebody who grew up, you know, I, I, it's funny. My parents' house is carved out of the woods. Um, but in like super suburban Southwest Portland woods, um, yeah. and we never did camping trips or things like that. So I, I at times really love living vicariously through poetry. Um, yeah. And so I'm really curious, uh, where did you find, because we're going to get to the, get to the poetry portion, I think this way as well. Where yeah. did you find your love of fly fishing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I too did not really grow up around the woods. We didn't go on family vacations, like into the woods or anything like that. We went to like, like civil war, uh, you know, battlefields and stuff you know and disney and things like that um i kind of came into the woods the same time you did like when i was around 18 in college after college uh vicariously through like falling in love with gary snyder okay. uh, i loved three and i was like oh you know but fly fishing it really started for me was uh man i read david james duncan's the river y I don't know how I got that book, but I read it. He's actually from, I think, yeah. Washington, if you, if you live yeah. If you live in the Northwest, it's kind of one of those books that you, you just yeah. read. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I had, he talked about this thing called fly fishing. Like, I, I, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing, but I had this like old fiberglass fly rod and I started just going to the creek and to the river and just kind of figuring it out it was also I hate to say this but a good excuse to go smoke cigarettes you know when I was younger which you know <laughs> it was like I needed to get away from home I'm like oh right. I want to go sneak out this thing and I don't smoke anymore or anything but like <laughs> as a teenager that's that was the thing it, it was kind of my outlet my way into 
these places that I've fallen in love with. And it just became, I was not a good, I didn't fly. I fly fish for many years before I figured out what the heck I was doing. <laughs> you know, for many years, I was just kind of flailing around on it. And now it's become uh, just a thing I love to do. And it's a, it's a vehicle out into the world for me. You know, it's a way for me to explore new places is with a fly rod, you know, it's, it's a way for me to like, I, I love tracing blue lines on maps. That's I, I have a big collection of like paper maps. I, and that's kind of how I plan my trips and stuff. It's just, it's, it's that ex exploring the unknown, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and I met some really great people through it and other writers as well that I've kind of become really involved with, with my writing community that also fly fishes and stuff that's like awesome. that. So that's really yeah, cool. And I love yeah, that for every time you said fly fishing, you could have substituted poem in there and yeah. it would have sounded the exact same, you know, poems are how we explore the world poems are. So I, I like that. And so you kind of stumbled into fly fishing. Did you kind of also stumble into writing and poetry? I always like, you know, yeah. timelines are always, are always fun to, to kind of break, build questions around. And lately I've been really interested in finding out, you know, when was the first time that writing became something that was just, um, that wasn't an assignment, wasn't something you had to do. So yeah, for you, when does, when does that happen? That's a great question. I, I actually went, got my undergrad degree at Pitt with a, uh, was a degree in creative writing. Okay. Uh, but I focused on nonfiction, like creative essays and yeah. creative nonfiction. Um, but even then, and I think at that point, I wasn't a very serious, I hate the word, no, I'm not gonna use the word serious. I, it was much of <laughs> it was much of an assignment, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, look back, it was like, I was, I was writing because that's, I wanted, I was like, oh, I'll just be a writing major. That sounds cool. And, uh, and I actually didn't do anything with it. I, I graduated from Pitt's University of Pitt and I, I actually fell in love with the woods by going, I spent three years doing trail work out wow. West and up in Maine and kind of following in the footsteps of Gary Snyder, like my writing heroes. I was like, I'm going to go okay. do this thing and live out in a backpack for three years and work for the park service. And I lived in a tent, you know, and for, essentially for three years, it was awesome. But I didn't, even then I was journaling. Um, and honestly, I don't think writing really became something that it was a vehicle for me for ex exploring and expression until I became a teacher, oddly mm. enough, a teacher of writing, you know, like okay. I teach 11th and 12th graders writing and, you know, 10 years after I got my undergrad degree, I'm teaching writing to high schoolers. I'm like, wait a minute, I used to do this, you know, like, <laughs> and, and I started writing again, you know, and it just, that's when it started to become not until my thirties where I was like, you know, I, I, I'm a writer actually, you know, I started thinking of myself as a writer, which it's, is, is weird. <laughs> it's well, it's really cool because you don't, it, it, you don't talk to a lot of, you talk to a lot of people and a lot of poets who, you know, were the Tumblr poets or the bedroom poets or had a diary with them at all times or, you yeah. know, whatever the newest website thing was at the time that they could write in. Um, yeah. But, you, but you, when you talk to them, they were doing that in middle school and in high school. And then yeah. a lot of them, you know, maybe stopped for college and didn't think about it for a little while, but it's interesting to talk with somebody who came into it, you know, later on i mean that at age 30 ish that's a it's that's a late start yeah. to things so then i guess yeah. maybe the question is when did you think at you know age 30 what made you realize it was also okay to start submitting pieces oh yeah because uh, <laughs> that's Just, a whole i mean that's a whole yeah. like there's a real big hustle like I, i've been playing music yeah. for 30 years and like there's a 
you know, there's a real hustle to selling yourself and starting young and as you know, and, and trying to get yeah. out the gate as fast as you can. So at, at yeah. you know, in your thirties, what do you, what do you do? How do you, how do you get to that mindset? Yeah, I, it's a really great question. Um, I think it's, I started, I started writing again with creative nonfiction, like essays for like fly fishing magazines and stuff like that. And once I got some of those pieces, out like and publishers like yeah we'll publish these you know and and these I was like okay I think I can do this and then I just kind of went into poetry I've always loved poetry and read a lot of it and I started reading it and I didn't know what I was doing like when I was in my undergrad wasn't like I think I what 2005 is when I graduated with my degree so like I never had a class on submittable or like how to submit you know like I I had 2003 I I hear you that's that's tricky (laughs) <laughs> yeah like I, it was all just like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just gonna send poems what out those, and he, I, what were those big ass the 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 writer's market what was those what were those, oh, stu- yeah. those books oh, that you bought yeah. that were like a hundred dollars yeah. but they were like yeah. every publication possible i nope. remember yeah oh, it was at i remember seeing those at borders borders yeah. doesn't exist anymore uh but like i used to love going to borders and i would see them like whoa this is this is like a grail you know but yeah uh, yeah I just kind of stumbled into it and slowly my poems started getting picked up and then I started reading I I started reading more poet poetry uh and like reaching out to poets and I started like just kind of slowly building that network of I just like a writing community and it right. just kind of happened very uh, just kind of one step at a time you know um yeah nice. so I, then when do you start teaching so I, I, I went, I did, when I did trail work, I did that for about three years. And after that, I was like, I'm, I want to live like with a roof over my head. Like it was cool to travel, <laughs> but I was literally in the back country, like for three years, like I, right. everything I owned was in a pack, you know, it was, it was a great experience, but I was like, yeah, I need to like a job. <laughs> like I need to like <laughs> a shower every couple of days and like, you know, have like a right. place where I can call people and like, you know, connect with the world. So I went back and got my teaching degree in my mid, you know, I was like 25, 26. Um, and I think this is my 13th year of teaching. Okay. So I started about when I was 27 teaching okay. again. Um, so yeah, then yeah. as, as someone with a writing background, uh, yeah. cause, cause I, I will say my first couple of years of teaching creative writing, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, and I think all, you always, I mean, I, every year I've, I've made mistakes because, you know, you're learning a new, you're learning a new generation and a new group of kids every time. Uh, I remember coming into my, uh, to teach creative writing. I was teaching my poetry unit and I opened up with a John Donne poem because I was like, I love this poem. And yeah. my juniors looked at me like um, um, three headed wet, like what? Lace, oh, huh? So, so I learned, I learned quickly that you had to approach creative writing a little differently. Um, so when you started teaching those writing units, uh, what were the stumbling blocks you had? Like, it's funny. I haven't asked an actual pitfalls question in a long time. So what are the, what were your pitfalls when it came to teaching writing? Oh, good question. Pitfalls. Well, first of all, I think if you're not making mistakes as a teacher, then you're not, you're not teaching. Yeah, you know, like 100%. every, every, like a classroom is like alchemy, man. It's, I love, that's what I love about the classroom. Every day is different and yeah. every group of students is different and like stuff's going to happen, you know? And like, hopefully you have the support to be like, I messed up or this is a weird text. Um, right. <laughs> it, yeah. Or like that, that went way over their head. You know, I, I share poems. I try to bring in like living poets all the time, you know, and I'll share a poem and kids are just like, sometimes like that blank stare, you know, like that awkward silence. Yeah. Um, 
uh, so that happened. So my pitfalls as a as a writing teacher, um, the five paragraph essay, you know, I think is a, I, I like I, you know, like having to teach that is naturally just kind of soul sucking mm-hmm. in a lot of yeah. ways, because um, <laughs> like I've I've grown now to like I teach older kids like eleventh twelfth grade, so I can kind of I'm lucky that I can like be like, hey, you've learned some of the rules. Now here's how you can break them in cool ways, right. purposefully to build voice, you know, yeah. but like. But also like, hey, we have to have to understand structure as well. Um, yeah, pitfalls. Grading, I think, can become a pitfall. <laughs> like, you know, like not focusing on the right things is grading. Oh, yeah. there. And also the, uh, the subjectivity versus objectivity of grading, uh, of grading a story or things like that gets really tricky. Yeah. But do you think yeah. there was, do you think there have been, or I guess what have been then on the converse of that, what are those moments? What, is, what are those poems maybe? What are those couple of poems that have just kind of lit the classroom on fire and they've just been exactly what they should have been and more? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, right off the top of my head, like Ross Gay poems. Like I, I love pulling in Ross Gay's work into my classroom. Like, I mean, my, it's just voice and subject matter and the rhythm. And it just seems, it's just great poetry. It's great writing. And that's like without fail, it always kind of hits, you know? Nice. Um, yeah, uh, to the fig. What is it? To the fig on ninth. I'm I'm butchering the title of that, but it's it's about a fig tree on ninth and corner of ninth and something in Philadelphia. Right. And so I we I teach right outside, like an hour and a half from Philly. So like my kids have that reference. Oh, that's awesome. that's you know, like, cool. So I try to I try to pull those things in. Um, let's see who else. Oh, uh, outside of poetry, like Brian Doyle's essays. I use a lot um, just because to teach voice, like he has such a great strong voice when I'm teaching cool. like at either narrative or just like, Hey, these are like how you can play with syntax. You know, when I, when I'm teaching sentence structure, right. you know, like this, is, you can like manipulate your, your flow and your rhythm and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, love that. Ada Lamone. I, I yeah. love like her work is really great. It's always like the, my students really love her work that I bring in. Um, yeah. Yeah. So do you ever now, I mean, let's go with, you've got, you've got river. Amen. So yeah. uh, do your students know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, like eventually like, probably by like week four, they find my website, you know, and they're like, Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I, I am a writer. Yes. Um, yeah. Is it, yeah, I mean, is so- it, is it a cool experience for you? Like, I know, I know it with music a little bit. Like if I put out an album, my students stumble on it or whatever, like it's, it can be fun. It can be sometimes overwhelming. And sometimes like, you don't quite know how to respond to that one, but like, how, how do you handle students talking about your work? Yeah. um, Yeah. It's a great question. I, I was very, very afraid to bring that stuff into my classroom at first. Right. Just because of like, (laughs) there's a whole lot of stuff there, you know, right. sometimes it's a personal poem, or I may reference something that might not be totally classroom appropriate, or just not understand that there's a different narrative, or it's a different voice, or all right. that kind of stuff, um, and then I realized, like, you know what, hey, my, my students love, I think at least, I think most students just want an authentic person in front of them, yeah. and they're their teacher, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna be who I am, they know, that they knew, they know me, you know, so I kind of, I just bring in I don't ever like purposely bring in my work just because I don't, I don't want to like, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of a weird, like erasing your name, putting a suit in. Yeah. Your name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, I just kind of like, if they really like, they'll eventually keep be- begging me and I'll, I'll read a poem or something like that. Or like, I'll share nice. like an experience like, reading I've had and I'll bring it in that way. Now with River of All Men, it just has come out like a couple weeks ago. So they are, yeah. a few of them have ordered it and they brought it in for me to sign. And that's, oh, that's kind of cool. always, I'm like, oh, that's, that's really cool. cool. Like, it is cool. But at the same time, it's like, ah, like, I don't know. It just is a, it, it it's cool it, they mean well and like that's you know um or like i'll have a parent sometimes email me like hey i or can you sign these two books i bought for my like because i have their student like i got i got these books right. for their graduation or something which is cool but that's awesome um yeah so i just kind of embrace it that's what i've done you know and i like i write poems about rivers and wilderness you know so what what can happen what's the worst <laughs> that can happen right? i guess you know <laughs> All right. So you brought up music super early on. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I'm always, I'm always curious. And I like this because I have, there are some questions that I haven't gotten to ask in a very long time. So this is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, when it comes to your writing, then are you someone who writes to music and what kind of music are you writing yeah. to? Yeah. Music. I don't know if you can see, uh, like I've got a whole record. Uh, nice back there um hey, po- hey uh, podcast land there really are yeah. a lot of records stacked back there we're not just making it up yeah <laughs> yeah um music is incredibly important to me as a writer I, now i have to when i'm writing i it almost always has to be like instrumental music i can't okay. have like words you know but like um yeah i the more that I think about it, music's always, kind of, I'm always riffing off music. Even when I'm not listening to music, I'm writing the music that I was listening to kind of filters in. Um, nice. But for, yeah, so lately I've been listening to a lot of like Jeff Parker. He's a, this great jazz guitarist. Mm. Uh, I love his, anything that he plays on, I'll listen to. Okay. Um, yeah, super, super cool musician. Um, I love like Steve Gunn. He does this duo, Gunn Trzynski duo. It's like a guitar drum duo, um, you know weird jazz is like i like to call it i guess you know that kind of stuff or just any yeah. sort of instrument music um yeah in fact i had a reading last night down in baltimore with uh dave human of arboretum is an indie band but um they had me come and i like, there was a solo set from a drummer and then i got up and read poems and then dave Rad. played a set and i read some poems and then they played this like instrumental set it was and it was like i had never done that before and i was super nervous but it was kind of cool to like be part of a a bill of musicians you know and have kind of poetry yeah. in between music it was we kind of riffed off of each other in some ways like there was definitely some river themes through the music and stuff and the poems so oh, um yeah that's yeah. fantastic yeah. so yeah. as we as we kind of shift here toward the ending um who are you reading who you know who are the poets that are keeping you you know keeping you going and are there some nature poets that you know maybe we don't know about that we should Oh yeah. Um, Aaron Block just has a new book out. Um, a great book of poems. Let me, I'm going to, and also, um, sorry, it is called, I'm getting. It's fine. These are my favorite questions. I always love watching people search around for exactly what they need. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> build, it's um, how I build my library. So that's, this is always perfect. <laughs> nice um how you walk alone in the dark it's a great book of poetry she's a great out of colorado she like she she's a hunter and a gardener and uh just kind of like very much lives off the land you know and explores that relationship to land in a really interesting way um let's see todd davis is a poet that i love he's a pennsylvania poet as well and he's become a dear friend but he's also this incredible poet 
Cool. Um, he, his last book, Cough and Honey, is really fantastic. Um, yeah, those are the two on the two poets I've been reading a lot of lately. Let's All see, right. I'm looking at my books right now. Yeah, I just recently discovered Harry Humes, who's an old PA poet as well. Huh. Um, yeah, writes a lot about coal country, which is where I'm from as well. So, kind of finding that like that you know similar line and connection. Nice. Um, well, and then what's coming next for you you just have a new book baby out in the world but what yeah. is uh, what's up next yeah good question uh i am ready for summer vacation and, so, <laughs> and 20 uh, 20 i know it's always weird because these are going to air in quite a few in, in quite a few months but like 22 <laughs> days i think 22 days left over here so it's yeah nice yeah yeah, I'm right there with you. And I, I, I kind of go feral in the summer. That's like where I get my head gets to kind of go. And I get to just go wherever. Um, I've got another book started. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I'm, that's going to be kind of taking it slow. That's very much in the beginning stage of, of collecting those essay, those poems and writing those. And I've got an essay collection I'm kind of working on. We'll see what happens with that. And okay. a little idea for a young adult novel, but I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. So, you Sweet. know, just tinkering <laughs> awesome well thank you so much yeah. for hopping on tpq 20 with me today it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you and uh Thanks, I look, I, yeah, absolutely i look forward to hearing and seeing what comes next from you uh and i like the idea of an essay collection that sounds fantastic so uh enjoy the rest of your evening and uh have a good one hey you too man take care thank you peace yeah Thank you for listening to the Poetry Questions TPQ20. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week.